Hey, welcome to Real Talk episode 185. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Hello, folks. Let's get the show on the road. You heard it. That's the show. What are we doing? Talking about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. There's a link somewhere in the description of this video, www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. The real on that is R-E-A-L. Probably going to uh, be on the screen for those watching the video, those on the podcast. www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. Click it. Go all the way down to the bottom. Submit a question. Follow the instructions. Type your question about God, life, the Bible. Maybe it's something that you just don't have anyone to ask. Maybe you're curious about Christianity but feel silly asking it. Maybe you've been a Christian for a long time and just feel don't feel comfortable asking these questions. This is the place to ask it. Uh, it's completely anonymous. It goes into our data pay, database instantaneously, and we couldn't find it if we tried. That's it. Um, <clears throat> that's really what the show is. There it is, man. So um, I do not have this in front of me. You have something you got to tell the people today? Um, we're running out of time, y'all, uh, as far as the AJ's Three Months of Madness. It's going to the end of October, so we still have, it's what, a little, little over a week, I think, or no, it might be less than a week now. I think it's less than a week. It, not entirely sure. Yeah, I can't count, so I'm not good at mental math. So we're, there's at least a little under a week left. Um, we are so close, guys, to reaching the goal of $500 to, uh, dye my hair with frosted tips. If you want to see that, Ask a friend, or if you are willing to give, give a little bit, and uh, yeah, man, it, it's exciting. I'm, I'm still nervous, because you guys are so close, so go ahead and do that. Where do they do that? Did you say that already? Oh, that'll be, uh, great point, great point. That's going to be at uh, www.therenda.life uh, slash give. There's a drop-down box. It's AJ's Three Months of Madness. You click that, uh, fill out the form, and it'll go straight into it. Nice. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> <clears throat> I think that's it. Anything else? Fun turn? Anything that uh, he is inevitably forgetting or me? Uh, that no. isn't fin- inevitably forgetting? No, I think it's time to just move on to catch up on our lives. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank so you. how's your lives, guys, doing? <laughs> that, how's your guys lives, guys, doing? My lives, guys, doing well. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Uh, AJ, thoughts? Um, Let's see, man. I would say that... Just going, th- you know, man, I don't know. <laughs> we can't speak. I already know what it, he doesn't want to say the same thing. Is what he's gonna, this is the issue right now. It's true. Um, he's yeah. sad. Yeah, I'm just. <laughs> God dang it. Oh, uh, yeah, it's true. You know, that is, I am sad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, My bad. No, that's, that's, that's not funny. It's His not sadness funny. is not funny. The context of how it happens hilarious. Yeah. Um, oh boy. you know, that is one thing that I have been battling is, you know, just the sadness in me that, you know, one thing that I've realized is, and, and it's a weird thing because there's this part of me that goes, I feel like I haven't really been being pursued lately. And I got to talk to the guys about it and it was really cool because, you know, I was able to get that off my chest, but they were also, you know, Todd, the rest of the guys, they were, they were also willing to see like, Hey man, you know, you also have to look in the mirror and see like, have you been that way? Have you been loving people the way you want to be loved? You know, and it was just cool because I was able to see like, no, I haven't been. And, you know, able to realize that there's just, there's this irrational side of me that thinks that, you know, because, you know, well, I should be loved the way I want to be loved, even if I'm not doing it. And it's, it's a childish thing. So like, it's cool to see, cause now, now I can, you know, work on that and fix that. And like, you know, start actually loving people again. You know, and, and actually do it without, you know, expecting anything in return. You know, that's something that along this journey of, you know, 
following Jesus that I've realized is like I, it's weird. I feel like I used to I used to there's a point where I was good at that, and I just kind of like I, I kind of strayed from that. You know, where I was just loving people to love them because I love people. But like you know, somewhere along the line here, I've I've kind of I've started to want something in return, and that is when this kind of stuff starts to happen. So yeah, man, that's that's the latest. Uh, occurrence for me is just that that was a cool conversation you know it was a hard one but it was a cool one and you know it just I don't know I'm thankful for you guys because you guys always ground me you know you guys are always there to tell me the truth you know even when I don't want to hear it so I appreciate you guys I thought you were talking to the pod squad you meant us yeah talking about you guys yeah yeah I appreciate you guys just always yeah they are good at grounding us man (laughs) (laughs) you guys you guys are awesome it's interesting. I wonder if you could find a sermon about finding purpose and joy in the midst of your life. Like this last one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could try that. Hey, you know, that's something we probably ought to share with people. Maybe in the description of the video at the bottom is links to the podcast and this, the messages we give. That's really good. Because man, interestingly, good and I feel weird saying this, but I know it's something that helped me personally because it ties with what you said. You know, I can struggle with that too sometimes. And, um, you know, this past week... Uh, the message was accidentally on purpose. We kind of talk about that, about, you know, where you can find joy and how that's tied to living in your purpose. And immediately people are like, well, what's your purpose? So, yeah, man, I don't know. Give that a that's whirl. That's good. And, and you done anything fun? Within that, dude, that's what not I thought. really. So what are you going to do? I was about to mention What are you going to do today? You got to do something today. <sighs> dude, that's, that's It's like the challenge, right? Part of the challenge of that message is, you know, we, for some reason, a lot of, anyway, I'm not going to ruin the whole thing. Well, maybe we'll tie it to, we'll, we'll pop it on here, the link. Yeah, if, you're, if you're struggling and feeling sad or feeling down, you know, um, God's word does give some encouragement in that. You laid out a great challenge, and that's actually what I was going to talk about. I was like, man, those challenges you laid out, I feel like I haven't really done a good job in this week. And so, for one, like you mentioned, it was like having fun, man. I just, I don't know, I get so overwhelmed by life, and I get so stressed because I put myself in bad situations constantly of like, I don't know, I just, I don't take steps when I should, or I don't ask for help when I should, or, or just all these other factors, man. And so I don't allow myself to have fun because in the time, in the moments and times to have fun, I'm just stressed or in a, and it's all in- internal because I'm because I and then I get in the war with myself of like, hey, like I you know I should be with the guys right now, I should be present, but then there's also this this looming part of me that's like, no, you should like you don't have anything figured out, and so uh, I end up in this weird place where like everyone thinks I'm disinterested in everything around me because my mind is going insane, so. Um, it's something that I just, I got to figure out, you know, it's something that... You just got to let it go, man. You just got to understand that life is life. And this is, I'm not saying this because we're all on the same journey. I feel this way too. <clears throat> you know, I look at the Bible and I think people that love Jesus, and you do, love, you know, love loving people, you, you want to do well so, so much. You want to do such a good job. You want to be a good person and you want to do good things and you want to figure it out. And you're in that, you know, stage of your life, us being in our 20s and such. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You uh, you want to figure life out. And, you know, the thing I'm trying to understand, man, and I've been wrestling with this, and you guys know this, and this is for you guys out there. Christianity doesn't exist just to point out to us all the areas that we aren't good. And it's not existing just to point out all the areas, like, to not enjoy life, right? We certainly, in order to be reborn as a Christian, you have to accept that you're not good, right? And so... So bear with me, because Todd, you just said it's not. But once you accept that, there's freedom in that, because you, your life then, you know your life is in Christ, and that you're free. And yes, that doesn't mean everything works perfect. You still got to, like, people, you still have to do certain things 
to succeed in this this life, yeah, you right? You have to take steps. But that's the thing, man. It's like <clears throat> punishing yourself after the fact or before the fact is never going to help you. And I think sometimes, and I'm not pre- preaching at you, but I think a lot of people do this. So I messed up, right? And I tend to be one that lives in the past and my mistakes, okay? And you're kind of a little bit of both. Um, and we all do a little, but, you know, okay, I messed up, so now I'm going to beat myself up. And now because I messed up and I'm behind here, I know that I'm going to mess up in this next thing that's coming in two hours. So then you're sitting around in those two hours. You're beating yourself up. I don't know what to do. What do I do? I'm going to get – people are going to think I'm dumb. I'm not going to get in trouble. You know, I'm just saying this. Yeah. Be and by the end valid. of that time, you've missed that. And then over, what if you just stopped? What if you just said, you know what? I missed that turn. I missed it, and that stinks, and I'm, I know I'm going to have to loop back around at some point. But I'm going to focus on my next exit, on my next goal, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to be joyful because, you know, God said, Jesus said in John 10, 10, and this is so important, he talks about, he gives this analogy, if you're not a Christian, you've read the Bible, it's kind of, it's going to seem kind of weird. He gives this analogy of like a sheep pen, and I'm, he compares himself to a lot of things in here. But what I'm going to say is he says, you know, we're essentially the sheep, us humans. Yeah. And God, Jesus is, is the, uh, goodness gracious, the shepherd, and you know, he's there to protect us and keep us safe. And he says he comes through the door, right? He just walks to us because we're his, right? He comes to us. And he says a thief will jump over the fence, right? And he'll try to do things. He say, and, he, and he says, bear with me, the thief, in this case, the enemy, evil, all these things, the devil, and also just life. The thief comes, false teachers, all these things. The thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, and then Jesus makes this, this promise right here. And he says, I have come to give you life and give it to the full. Mm. Another translation is to give them a full and joyful life, right? To give them an abundant life. And you got to ask yourself, man, and this is something I'm wrestling with, and maybe you guys out there that love Jesus, do you feel like you're living an abundant life? And if you're not, this isn't meant to be another thing to beat you on the head with. It's saying, imagine, and I've said this before, that you're a prisoner and you're do- you've been released. The shackles are off. The door's open. It's a beautiful sunny day out there. And you just stay sitting in the jail cell because you're like, well, I'm going to end up messing up anyway, so I might as well stay here. Hmm. When the truth is, all you got to do is walk out, man. Freedom is outside the door. And freedom comes in the fact that we're gonna, he knew you're going to mess up. You know I'm going to mess up. You know you're going to not get that thing done. He knows you're going to do this. Focus on the things that we can focus on. And I'm not <laughs> perfect in this, but... This message that was this past week, you know, even you guys maybe sometimes think that that's a different person. I didn't talk to you guys about it, but that's what I'm telling myself. That story, and I feel like I'm going to be like giving little parts to people like, what are you talking about? If you don't go to the church that sponsored the show, it's going to seem a little weird. But the story I gave of sitting in the room of that person and writing, I can show you the piece of paper when we're done on my desk, the notes where I wrote this out. It's awesome. That living, no, it is awesome, but it's also, it's convicting because... I'm so focused on sometimes, I'll use me, what I don't have or what I'm not doing or how things don't feel content or I don't feel joy that I'm missing all of these good things that are here. And that sounds so cliche, but let that actually sink in. And here's the thing, dude, you're not alone. So many other people out there do that. And I Mm -hmm. get the pleasure and the honor of talking to a lot of people, you know, and uh, sometimes in their struggles, sometimes in their joys, but you're not alone in this. It's just how different people handle it. Because there's people that's, that are you, but they focus, I'm going to get married. And once I get married, I won't feel this anymore. So they kind of, but then they're married and they go, well, I still feel it. Yeah, okay, it well, I'm going to get this job that I really want, this job I love. And when I get it, I'm not going to feel the sadness anymore. And they get the job and they go, I'm still sad. Okay, well, I'm going to have a kid. And if I have a kid, then I'm going to feel fulfilled now, but I won't be sad anymore. And then they, they're sad. It's not because those things aren't good. It's not because 
um, they're doing something wrong necessarily. It's because they're looking for their joy and their purpose in the wrong places. And the Bible's so so clear, and we don't, and we mess it up. And if you're out there listening, you're not a Christian, it's going to sound crazy, but it's true. Jesus said two things matter, and I'm not, and then this is something you got to cling to, and I know you know this, man, but actually let yourself cling to this. What are the two greatest commandments? The religious leaders asked him, love the Lord your God. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. So they were trying to trick him, right, trying to get him in trouble, trying to figure out what he thought. And he gave two commandments of the ten, right, because they say those were the biggest rules. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. The second is, is like the first, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. And then he says this statement that we all kind of go, Christians go, mm-hmm, we know, but we don't think. He says all of the commandments are wrapped up in these two. So before you go, okay, Todd, but I'm sad. I'm not talking about what I should and shouldn't do. Well, let's think about that. God gives us commandments for what? For our good. It protects yeah. us from evil and destruction and leads us to a good life, right? We shouldn't kill people. So he's saying, let me simplify this for you. You want this good life, what I've created you to do. You want to be, you know, things are going to be rough sometimes. We know that. But yeah. you want the best life you can live. Focus on these two things. Because if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, are you going to worship other things? Are you going to make idols? No, are you going wouldn't. to disobey? Are you going to choose sin? No. And if you love other people as yourself, are you going to murder them? Are you going to steal? Are you going to all those things? And here's the thing you don't understand, dude. Paul makes this powerful statement tied with all this, and I'm sorry I'm getting passionate, guys, but I see this all around me, and I struggle with it myself, sadness sometimes, right? And it's like we've some of the criticism we've gotten, you and I, and we haven't shared this, is like some of you out there listening have gotten upset because you're like, these guys are mopey and sad all the time. And maybe we have been, we don't tell you enough about the good stuff, Yeah. but partially that's because we want you to know you're not alone in the bad, that's right, good. in the tough stuff. But here's yeah. the thing. <clears throat> Paul makes this statement where he says, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So when we go out and we love people, man, you're a new creation. When you focus on that, right, and you know this, but sometimes you know things so long that you forget. It's true. And it is what? When I'm outward focused, I mean, when I'm inward focused, I'm more depressed than when I'm outward focused. And what that means is when I'm focused on loving people, loving God, serving, living life to honor him, right, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God, mm-hmm. my, I'm living in my purpose. And when I'm in my purpose, even though it doesn't make sense, I could be out there building widgets, right? But if I'm doing it with an attitude to, to spread light and love to people and, to, and I'm in a relationship with God and do the things he says, I am happier. And it doesn't seem like that because our humanness says, no, there has to be more. But that's the thing, man. I think tying it back to what I originally said, there, there isn't more. In fact, Jesus said, there's already too many. I'm gonna make it even simpler. Do these two things. Mm. Does that mean you're not gonna get sad? No. no. Does that mean you're not gonna have tough moments? Does that not mean you know bad things are going to happen no but it means in all the in between of that there's life to be found the in between man you get what i'm saying mm. and like i just am like for me personally and for a lot of you out there we are so mopey sometimes as christians and i, I was I heard something the other day in a little uh a reel i always think of fun term when i think of social media because he's kind of all over it mm-hmm. he might have seen this this guy pops up <clears throat> and i don't remember the exact words and i've heard it before but he said it again he's like Oh, I do remember. It's a guy who's actually an apologist. I'd never seen him before, and I went and watched some of his videos. I think it was on Instagram, actually. But he made this statement, and it's so true. He's like, you've got to give people a reason to, to want what you have. Let that sink in, right? That not, not, not like bribe them, but I'm saying it, when people look at you, your life, right? They don't know Jesus yet. Does your life make them curious enough to want to ask you what's mm-hmm. different. That's, dude, that's really... Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Do they want to go, why is this guy joyful? Why does this guy have peace? Why is this guy so kind? Does your life reflect something so different from this world? Jesus calls a salt, light, all these things. That people that don't know him are going to look at you and go, man, I at least want to know what's different. Right? And it's not, I thought that was so powerful because when I look at myself sometimes, and this is hard to admit, in my family, you know, my family, they know me from the past before I knew yeah. Jesus. They know me now, and like, but I don't let them know me really well. And the truth is, have I, do I show them enough of how beautiful my life is compared to what it was that they want to know what's different? Man, that's so good. I don't know, man. And that's a choice. And I think that's the way the enemy gets to us, too. And, and it's just focus on all this crap that is negative. Focus on all these things. Because, dude, there's always going to be negative things. Mm-hmm. Even focus on your own failings. Hey, man, you still suck. Ha, ha, ha. You shouldn't be happy because you're not, you don't deserve to be happy because you suck. <laughs> you know that's what we think sometimes. It's, yes, that's my mind all the time. Or if you want to know my twisted one, sometimes I'll be like, well, don't get too happy because God's still going to punish you for this thing you did yesterday. Literally, I'll, like, I won't consciously think that, but every now and then I'll realize that's the thought I'm having. Yeah. Well, I can't get too comfortable because here comes the bad stuff. Dude, and that's like, <clears throat> man, that makes the, like, the enemy make so much more sense then, too, because, like, of course, he wouldn't want us to be able to show people the reason why no, they want to be a Christian. Like, He's dimming your light. You've heard mm-hmm. that. Like we, <clears throat> And I, even as people are listening, I can hear people being like, yeah, that's, that's what Christians do. And I'm like, man, you're missing it. You are... You are you don't know me. I'm not the guy that's going to tell you stuff <clears throat> because it's going to make you happy. I'm going to tell you because I'm wrestling with the same things you're wrestling with. So are you. And if you're out there and you're like, well, I'm never Moby. Praise God. The kingdom needs people like you. It's true. Okay. <clears throat> but I would still say in, in, in that, are you outwardly focused? Do you love other people? Do you try to spread that? Mm. I don't know. I don't know if this even makes sense. No, it does. It does, man. You know, that's one of the things I think sometimes you always feel like we're mad at you. It's not that we're mad at you, dude. It's like God has given you such a spirit of joy, naturally. I was just talking to someone yesterday. I'm just going to be blunt with you, okay? I was talking to a girl, actually. I shouldn't tell you this. It'll go to your head. And she was saying, like, kind of comparing you and me, right? Not not in a necessarily negative way, because I'd kind of asked. And and she said, well, this, you know, he he has, he's lighthearted. Whereas I'm not, we'll get to this in a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, he's lighthearted and he always seems like he's up for anything and he's fun and all those things. And you know what, dude? I actually, you know what I said? I go, you're absolutely right. And I love that in him. And it's not me, <laughs> but I love that in him. And the reason I'm telling you that is not to just inflate your head, mm-hmm. but to say, dude, like God has you here for a reason, man. Mm. Like I almost can get emotional thinking about it, how much you're like you are needed. You, not just what you do, you are needed. You're needed in our lives because Clint and I can be, Clint's kind of between me and you, right? Because he can definitely be fun and lighthearted, fun turn Clint, but he can also be like me over here in like deep depression, you know, like not even depression because that's not what it is. It's more like, what is life? And you do that too, but dude, yeah. you, who you are, is a blessing to this world, man. And you got to like let that sink in, man, instead of always thinking that there's something in you that, like, like, even me, right? Because I can be hard. We're just being really real with you guys right now. Yeah. I never think that you're a failure, ever. I, and I don't want to change you into me because Lord knows we don't need another mopey rage monger or whatever I am, right? <laughs> but what I do want is for you to, like, <clears throat> live fully 
out of who you are now because you cling a lot like me, and this is probably some of our similarities, you cling a lot to what you've done and what you're not mm. instead of letting yourself rest and be joyful in what you are because what you are is pretty special, man, huh. and you got to be willing to, like, rest in that, you know, mm. because, you know, and I'm sorry for the times that maybe I've contributed to that, to you feeling that way, but Lord knows, dude, like, I like you for the same reasons because you can kind of bring out that side of me that used to be out a lot more because like, I'm about to, I used to be that guy. I used to be like fun and lighthearted and all these things, man. And like some of it I think had to change yeah, because of who I am, you know, but some of it, like I let go and I don't want you to do that, hmm. you know? So it's just quit, quit. I don't know, man, you're not a piece of trash. And scripture doesn't even say that. And I think you you think that. You think you're like, dude, you honestly, you think exactly like I do, but you don't ever put into words, which is you're just the like unwanted stepson. You're like cinder fella in the house and he doesn't really want you. Mm. And people don't maybe you think he wants you, but you think the rest of the kids don't, and like that's not true, man. Mm. Meaning in the kingdom of God. Folks. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it, man. I sorry to preach. No, it's oh, no. it's this is absolutely great stuff, man. Some great stuff and like no you're right like you know that that lightheartedness I think I think I can buy into the lie that it's weak it's not weak man you know <clears throat> but that's not even all you are see that person that talked to me it's kind of funny so we'll go the other way because they that can I think that gets to you too I'm just going to be real so people don't just think you're this sad guy so sometimes Pete, you've, you've said, I hope you're okay with me saying this, sometimes oh, you feel like man. people take you like a joke, right? Definitely. Well, that's because they don't know the other side of you. Like, they, they make a caricature of you, right? When I know that you also have depth and you think deeply like I do and fun, you know, and you maybe too deeply sometimes. And, you know, you've got a fire in you at times that comes out and all those other things. So, you know, you're all that stuff, man. And that's, that's such a unique, cool thing to be, is to be able to access both of those parts of yourself. You know what I mean? Because I envy that, because I very rarely access that other part. Mm. And, and it's funny, because when you're living out of the real you, that's that lighthearted, maybe this will encourage you, I think that's more drawing to people, to like what's different with that guy, than, than my serious-mindedness. Mm. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean yeah. that I'm a piece of trash either, even though no. I feel that way sometimes. I get it. <clears throat> but it does mean, that I guess, to encourage you, like, it's a body, man. just live out of that stuff, dude. Mm. And, like, and take the pressure off yourself, man. Like, you have to do a good job, okay? And anyone that's listening is, like, knows the stuff we talk about behind the scenes. You got to take care of your business. Yeah. But yeah. you can take care of your business, Jolly. Reminds me of the dwarves in uh, Snow White. What is that song they sing? Is it uh, whistle? It's not Whistle While You Work. Isn't that, like, Squirrels or something? What's that song no they idea. sing? I'm not we got to find ask. out. Fun turn research. What do the dwarves sing while they're working in Snow White, the Disney movie? Anyway, it reminds me of you. <laughs> like they got, they got to go. You remind me of a dwarf. <laughs> you, you've got to go and uh, and do your work, and you can be joyful while you do it. Because mm-hmm. I'm like grumpy, the dwarf grumpy, right? I'm still there, but. <clears throat> Or at really least, good. you know what's funny, dude, if I'm honest? I guess yeah. I'm here, I'm tearing myself up. People typecast me as that, too. Because sometimes I want to be like, if you really think that's all I am, uh-huh. right? The, would you guys ever spend time with me if that's really all I was? No. you Because kn- you know that isn't true. Exactly. I laugh more than anyone. Yes, absolutely, dude. <clears throat> like, 
I think we all get typecast. Yes, and what you said it's really good because like you said like, um, you said you mentioned like how like that lighthearted side, and like how you said like you know you, it's cool to have access to both those sides. So so for me like like you said you can have you you feel like you can have a hard time getting like that lighthearted side out. For me, I get it. I'm just on the opposite end of the spectrum where I feel like that other side is is hard to come out. So like I can see where you're coming from, like having that battle of like those sides, man, because like, you know, both sides have advantages and then, you know, the absence of the other, like you said, that, that caricature that people draw, you know, and like, it's weird how that works. But like, so for me, I I get it. It's just, I'm on the opposite side of like, yeah, that's that more like depth, you know, showing it to people or like, you know, that's, you know, quote, serious side like that, you know, I, I don't, that side is hard for me to pull out because I think it's scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you end up, you just make things. Sometimes we make a caricature of ourselves, too. That's true. You know? So, anyway. <clears throat> I, I think, and this goes for everyone out there, too. I don't know how this happened. But somehow Christianity, and I mean this, the culture, not Christianity itself, because the truth has stayed the truth, right? Mm-hmm. People, we respond differently culturally. But it has become a weight for a lot of people. It's a weight. And I'm telling you, when I read the Gospels, and all I hear, excuse me, it's been sticking with me a lot, is I've come to set the captives free, to heal the brokenhearted. And when he talks to the Pharisees and says, you put weights on people's backs, but don't lift a finger to help them take them off. And it's like, man, we put weights on our own backs. It's true. And I think we're meant to be free. And I don't do it either. Like, why do I let people say things about me that I know aren't true? I do, right? Like, if someone comes up to me and says, Todd, I hate you, you're a jerk. I mean, yeah, whatever, right? But if someone comes up and says, Todd, I hate you, you're a jerk, and you're a false prophet, I'll be like, ooh, maybe I am, you know? <laughs> yeah. Instead of going, dude, I know that's not true. But, but, and I know this seems off topic, but for me, that's a lot of the stuff sometimes. It's like people say things about you, mm-hmm. or they don't say things, and then you start, man, it, and that's why it's so important to read God's Word. Yes. Because in the absence of some kind of truth, Boy, those those lies get this they louder get loud, louder. man. Yes, they get so loud. That you're alone, you're a loser, you're a failure, you know, all those things that Gosh, come in our right. mind. That's literally, though, even those three words that you said, I feel like it just ran in my head all the time. So like mm-hmm. I, you think that, I mean, and you know this, is that God? Is no. God going to call you, the Holy Spirit, a loser, you know, and all those, is that really him? No, it can't be. No, like, because he says be. you're my son and you're a saint and chosen and royal and all these things, so. Of course, I'm preaching to myself, too. Mm-hmm. It's really good, man. I, this is a great episode. I don't care what anybody says. It's <laughs> speaking to me. Like, yeah. I don't know. Well, on that journey, man, I just think the journey should be more joy-filled and free. It's true. Reminds me of the guy who talked to us. I don't even know if I want to get into kind of a part of it. Like, at our men's group Sunday night. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm talking about. There's yep. a guy that came. And, you know, I feel weird telling his story. I'm not going to say his name because I haven't asked him if I could. But, dude, I, I don't know if you saw me, but I was tearing up because, you know, I'm so – that day I didn't tell you guys. I'm about to get emotional too. Just, just to, like, speak to you how – and you're a part of this. I was hating myself Sunday night, thinking about all my sins and mistakes. That's why I came in late and I came – I was kind of beat up looking. And, and out of nowhere, this guy who I had never actually talked to to come to our church just turns and, and – Dude, he kind of challenged me at the end as he was saying, you remember he said, keep doing what you're doing yep. because nobody else is doing it. Yep. You know, and, and the point is he was talking about how 
he's gone to a lot of different churches and he, he's never felt good enough because he's been in and out of jail and a lot of things like that. And, you know, I feel like it just felt like people did things out of obligation. When I did go to church, they didn't really care. And, and he's talking about a couple guys in our church. Shout out to Luke and Andy. They know who they are. If they're ever listening to this, they probably don't um, <laughs> because they were investing in this guy's life. But he also said that the culture here, and it's funny because I feel like I'm bragging on it, but it's true because I don't feel good. It's like, man, really all we're doing is saying what, what Scripture says, like, hey, come as you are, man. Jesus loves you, and if you put your faith in him, he loves you right where you're at, and he's going to keep loving you. And if we really live in that, see, it's like we've helped create, you know, God's used us to help create that culture that's welcoming to those people, tells them the truth, but helps them feel safe. But we don't even do it to ourselves anymore. You know what I mean? Dude, that's really good. I think that's why you saw if nobody else would, would have seen me, but you said something earlier, and I pointed at you, and I went, that's good. And it was before you even said the point you were actually trying to make is you've heard it and you've believed it for so long that you've forgotten it. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you. In my life, that has been a theme lately, where I, I had a moment where I looked at myself, and I looked at myself in the mirror, which, first of all, I hate doing, but, and I looked at myself, I said, when did you forget everything you, you knew? Mm-hmm. You, I would say this now, I know more about the Bible, I know more about the actual Bible, I know more about theological terms, I know all of these things now, and I, I'm genuinely more knowledgeable than I've ever been in Christianity. I, I would say that, and I'm not, first of all, I'm not... I'm not a theologian at all. I no, not at all. But I'm still. I get more, what you mean. I'm the most probably biblical literate that I've ever been, and yet some reason I've forgotten all these things that I've been taught or that I knew before I was biblically literate. And I had this moment where I realized I was like, I've I've been a Christian for too long. I've been a Christian for too long. It doesn't mean the same thing I did. So I think you're right. I think in all of Christianity, we've had this problem where like we don't give each other. And even in this church, let's take it out of Christianity. I think a lot of us have believed something for so long that we've forgotten what it actually means. Definitely. It's just become empty words because we're all so afraid of what that actually means and the freedom that it brings. Mm. And when you remember that, everything starts becoming this. It's why when we, we had a guy come get saved and uh, on a Sunday, and I looked up and I started to cry because I was like, "If only one, if if, if only one comes." Now, obviously, I'm not satisfied with one, but no, no, I dude. think no, I it think would be worth it. It's worth it. It's worth yeah. it. If, if if only one person comes to know Christ because I told the gospel, or I had to suffer, or if all all of this thing, it it would be worth it. All these things that we say to each other, these cliches, all these things that cliches, quote unquote, quote unquote, but. We don't believe them anymore. We don't believe mm. what Jesus said. We don't actually mm. because we've forgotten, because we've been a Christian for so long, because we've heard it for so long, because we've we've just lived it. It loses its luster. We've allowed our silver plates on the wall to get tarnished because we are like, oh, yeah, they're just fancy words. They don't actually mean the same thing for me. Mm. And it's, that's sad. So I yeah. think you're absolutely right. I think it's, it's, a, it's a problem in the church. Well, ironically... We've gotten to this problem in our church where we, we've looked around and we've gone, and not necessarily just in our church, in Christianity in general, where we forget the truth of the Bible and why we came mm. to know Christ. Mm. <clears throat> well, you, you forget, you know, you're free, but then you, you create bars of your own, mm-hmm. you know, or you think that, I don't know, there's a lot there we can unpack, It'd probably be a whole show, because um, I agree with a lot of what you said, too, yeah. and I get it. <clears throat> but I guess, I guess, thanks for sharing that, man, because there's probably a lot of people out there feel the same way. You know, man, I just, I'm a screw up and there's no point. And yeah, I know Jesus, but where's the life at? And listen, guys, he's not the liar. 
Right? We got to figure it out. And I tell the guys this all the time when I get beat down and sad, because I do. Until the day that I know I've done everything he said, right? even, even 85% of what he said or not said to do, and this, reading his word and all that, I can't complain that he's not keeping his promises. That's good, man. You know, because that's like saying, hey, <clears throat> I'm starving to death and I'm not eating the bread that's in front of me. Exactly. And <clears throat> so you're not alone, dude. You're a good guy. It's all part of this journey, man. Mm. And, you've, Thanks, and man. you've accomplished a lot of cool stuff, both you guys. Thank you. Anyway. Awesome. Good stuff. Guys, there's three songs they sing because Google oh, doesn't want to actually tell me the, the song, but they sing, hi-ho. There we go. Uh, don't, uh, it's off, off to work we go, yep. which I, I guess is the same song. <laughs> I never watched no And uh, Like they're joyful they do, as they're working. Yep. They also do I'm sing gonna, Whistle sing While You to myself. That's also in there. Nice. That's uncanny that I remember that. That's, I, that's I have amazing. not seen. Yeah. I've never seen. Snow I've never seen Snow White. Anymore. Yep. <laughs> you guys don't know. It's a little surprising with Clint, but Snow Snow White. AJ has not experienced childhood. It's true, man. Um, one of these days, maybe on live, we'll we'll go ahead and go through the list of things that AJ has not experienced. Not to oh, shame man. you, but to have some accountability so that you can redo your childhood. <laughs> right? It's true. it's true, man. I uh one thing I didn't do a lot that's who who was it that did it with me? I think it was it was Blake and in uh production guy and then mad max i think he had a small part in it too was i didn't really make paper planes very much man so they just i was went, there that night that's right yeah i think yeah. everyone was there and i made some paper planes and threw them around for a little bit you know and that sounds silly dude but i think that's cool that you get to like you should experience those things <laughs> you know it sounds ridiculous but no it is i mean there's a ton of stuff that i had to do too you know mm-hmm. well, i still haven't done here, remember i told you guys my thought on waffles that I thought waffles or were egg, eggos. Yeah. I thought that was waffles until college. <laughs> Dude, we and all had, had an embarrassing things. moment. And I went and was like, man, I really love those fluffy eggos, like those fluffy waffles they have. They're like, what are you talking about? Those fluffy waffles over there. Yeah. You know, like, those are waffles. I go, no, they're not, man. You know, the waffles, the waffles are always flat. And they go, those are eggos. Those aren't actual waffles. <laughs> like, hey, man. <laughs> I thought yeah. that was what now, a waffle was. I'll give you credit, though. Eggos are delightful. They're so good. Honestly, dude, I used to put peanut butter on them, and then ser- and like right now, and I'm not kidding. Tonight, I'm buying some because dude, I want ego. I am well, stoked. I, I also <laughs> want to put this out there. So here's a common misconception. There is only a. I I would like to think of this about both of them living out parts of their childhood, and even me. Ninety, I would say about yeah, not maybe not ninety five, but probably around seventy five percent of men didn't really have a childhood. <laughs> You're probably right, man. Or, or if they did, it was just tomfoolery the whole time, which isn't really a childhood. It was just us playing on the edge of going to jail. Um, sure. <laughs> constantly. Just like, you want to know what? Let's go do some delinquent stuff. And I'm not saying that's good. It's not. In fact, we shouldn't have done those things. But a lot of guys either don't remember things from their childhood or don't live out of anything they did in their childhood or never experienced a childhood because they were expected to work or do all these things. So don't get, feel bad about that. I don't think many people got to experience a childhood, and I think there's a lot of wounds specifically in the male community. Mm. And I, and everybody listening, I do suggest you go back to things that you love and mm. find those things and enjoy them and That's do those good. things. Yeah. I Personally, it's embarrassing sometimes, but I love Pokemon. So I do stuff with Pokemon. I do it. I've loved it since I was a kid. Listen, why would I even Pokemon not do it? Let me ask you a question. Why is that any more... Im- <clears throat> I've thought about this a lot. Yeah. Excuse me. Now, if you lived, you know, whatever. But why is that? Why do we view that naturally as any more um, childish than grown men watching football? 
It's true, though. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Right? It's people there is no up. difference. It really isn't. Or like fishing. Because mm-hmm. most people that go fishing are not fishing for their food anymore nowadays. Oh, no. They're just not. No, man. They're fishing for fish the enjoyment fun. of fishing. And anyway. Like, I get it. 100%. But this whole conversation did remind me of a song yeah. that I found not too long ago. It's by it's a band. Whistle work. No. <laughs> not whistle while you work. But, uh, hey, man. I- it's, 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 it's a song called Somebody by uh, it's a band Memphis Mayfire. They... They're kind of a Christian band. They, you know, like they, they have like a whole album called Unconditional. Like they have like the the singer claims to be Christian. I don't know whole in depth where sure. he's at. What's the band called? Memphis Mayfire. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry, and the, the chorus of the song says, "I don't know when I became somebody. I don't. I don't recognize. I swear to God, I never saw this coming. I never thought I'd leave it all behind." And he said, I want it, don't need it. I had to realize I hate it, I feed it, believed my own lies. Um, I really think that I could use somebody to bring me back to life. Christ. Oh, man, dude, I love so like, that line. So, yes. Yeah, so, like, I was like, dang. So, and I found that song not too long ago because I, I listened to them for, like, 2010. Like, they've been around for a while. And this is one of their newer things. I was like, dude, what a cool thing I found. Because then it's, it's exactly what it reminded me of this, of this conversation. So check that song out. It's pretty cool for all you, you know, you rockers that are listening. So, yeah, just wanted to share that. So. Let's rock it out. That is, right. Dude, I genuinely love that line. It's cool, man. It's that a good song. Cool and it's not like one of those songs that's like super like in your face. Like it's still, it's probably more lean towards a rock song. Than it is like a metal song. So for, for anyone who's like scared of metal music, like <laughs> it's, it's not over the top. So <laughs> they've, they've chilled out over the years. At least somewhat, not all that way, but so anyway. <laughs> but that was that was a mostly really about my situation, man. So like, uh, how are you doing? Is there anything that you wanted to share about your life? I'm trying to think of, of anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the same journey as you. I kind of mentioned that about making you know trying to choose to live in. My purpose, and when I'm in my purpose, there's contentment and joy, and I'm still mm. working on that. Um, what else to say? Update and weight loss journey. I weighed myself today. I'm back down to the lightest of in, which I'm pretty pumped about. It's awesome, dude. We're now at uh, 17 pounds. Yep, got back to the 17. Yep. <clears throat> so that's good. Um, man, there was something I was going to tell you. Now I'm, I'm forgetting what it is. <laughs> I've I've come to the conclusion that I may be in an early midlife crisis, and I've mentioned this. So I did some research yesterday, okay, specifically yeah. into this, and it can happen earlier than people think. Like they did, this guy wrote a whole book on it. Um, you know, of, of the whole process, what they call and whether it exists, you know, and they kind of changed the name huh. to like they said it's not really a midlife crisis as much as like a midlife. Malaise, which means kind of a period of sadness. And I started looking at the questions. It says that, you know, people that are in this think, and uh-huh. it's, it's all me. Oh, man. It's like, dang. Like, um, so what does that mean? In, in, well, I think I've been thinking a lot about, like, what, what, have, I, what have I accomplished in life? Am I happy? Mm-hmm. Am I happy doing what I'm – am I living my own life, or am I letting it be lived by other people? You know what I'm saying? Like – Mm-hmm. told you guys a lot of times I sort of rebel at night, which is part of why I don't sleep. I don't sleep well anyway because I feel like every moment of my day is so controlled, which sounds crazy, I know, because we all have that. Um, I really struggle to fit in the box of what's considered, quote, healthy and normal. Hmm. Um, and that's hard to describe, meaning just in day-to-day life, right? Like yeah. the idea, and I know this is irrational, 
the idea of going to work, coming home, eating dinner, watch TV, looking, you know, for a little bit, going to bed and repeating for years and years makes me feel so sad. I don't know why. Um, <clears throat> then I thought about this, like how we've been, how we make rules for ourselves or like we, we follow rules as though they are set over us, even more adults. Okay, so let me give you an example. When you're a kid, you have to go to school, right? Or you get in trouble. That's, yeah. that's what the, like we're, we're kind of told that our whole life. Oh, yeah. Well, when you think about it, I've, I've had people, and I do it sometimes, and we all do, and we'll go, oh, my gosh, i got to get to bed because I work in the morning. It doesn't matter if you're even actually tired. You tell yourself, I have to go to bed. I work in the morning. As though you're going to get in trouble if you don't. It's interesting. Okay? Think about that. You're going to get in trouble if you don't. And people view it that way, like, oh, you're not going to bed at 10? Well, you're not a mature man. And you're like, well, who said that? Uh, I don't know. All right? Or you can't – this sounds terrible. Like, I'm a big proponent. If you don't know me – you're going to get the wrong. A big proponent of you got to take care of your business. You guys yeah. know that. But in the taking care of business means like you got to take care of responsibilities. And if you have kids and, and your business changes as you go through different phases. Yeah. Right? So starts with you got to make sure you're, you can, you're feeding yourself. You're taking care of your, your stuff. You're paying your bills. You know, you're, you're surviving. You know, then it's on to you got your marriage. You got to make sure your family's provided for. You know, then you have kids. You got to make sure it all changes. Your business changes. But Within the context of taking care of your business, there's a whole lot of leeway, I think, that we don't give ourselves. Hmm. It doesn't have to look the same. You get what I mean? That's good, man. And I've been questioning that a lot lately because, and even Christianity is even stronger, but I think it's, it's in the whole world. Um, but Christianity is this odd view of what it is to be uh, an adult man, and I struggle with it at times. Um, and they use verses like, what I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. And they don't actually understand the context of that. They think it means that you can't ever be happy or joyful, and it means you have to be serious and stern and go to bed at 7.30 and wake up at 4.30, even though from 4.30 to 6.30 you're just, like, sitting there drinking coffee. But somehow that makes you a better man. That's odd. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, that's so, odd. And what I've noticed is a lot of my frustration that I've shared on this show before has come from, and I'm not blaming people, I'm blaming myself, from allowing myself to have these rules put on, my, put on me. And then I start to go, well, I guess there is something wrong with me. I need to be more like X, Y, Z if I'm going to be a good man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then we're constantly comparing ourselves. Yeah, and here's the thing, dude. And it's not, I'm not even talking, you know, if one of the people who I've had this conversation hears the show, they're going to get mad at me because they think I'm trashing them and I'm not. But I've had people tell me that. And I'm glad they're honest. Like, well, other men do this. Real men do this. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's needed because I, I need accountability and I need to go, yeah, you're probably right. Like there's some of that stuff I do need to be good at and grow in because that is part of being a man of God. Yeah. But some of it, I end up trying to be something I'm not. And what I've noticed is anytime I do that, so if the comparison is you need to be stern-minded and you need to wear khakis all the time and you need to wear, you know, pleated button-up shirt and your hair needs to be parted to one side – you know, all these things, you know, kind of like the madman style that's in right now. Yeah. Like, yep. Which, again, those, those are cool styles. I'm just saying. You have to do that. That's what a man does. And he goes on 2.5 vacations a year. 2.5. I don't even know how they do the math of that. But Me either. I guess sometimes I end up, a lot of my own dissatisfaction with myself comes because I'm apparently not measuring up to a standard I didn't even put on myself. Someone else did. Hmm. You get what I mean? Yep. It's now, this cultural. Yes, dude. Pressure. And some of it, some of it is good. I'm, don't get me wrong, guys. So don't take this wrong. But I always say this about leadership. You and I can be told to build a house, say we knew how. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And 
And that's all we're told. Build a house that people could live in and guarantee you that house is going to look different, right? Definitely. But does it still have four walls, a roof, yeah. you know, what you need yeah, to live? Yeah. It's still a house. But guess what? In Christianity, in our culture, and, and not just in Christianity, in our adult world, you're told that it needs to look carbon copy like the other one. And if it doesn't, you're not doing it right. It's a failure somehow. And I've noticed that when I question things, you guys know, and if you're a long-term listener, time listener to the show, you know, I, excuse me. I ask questions and challenge things all the time. Yeah. So by my nature, when I do that, people get mad at me. Mm. And I end up finding out. I'll end up acting like I'm mad about something when really I'm upset because someone's telling me I'm not measuring up, but not biblically. I'm not measuring up to this weird fantasized version of what a man is or a pastor or... Do you get what I mean? Yeah, I, it, I envisioned a, a stream with fish in it, and you're mm. the fish that turns the other way trying to swim the opposite yeah. way. And so when you're doing that, you kind of bump people who That's are a good going way to the put way. It. And guess what? The and, way they're and going is bad because it wakes them up for a second to this mate that it pulls them out of that that matrix. Well, it's probably more comfortable. And listen, I'm not even saying that using your analogy that the way that the fish is going is wrong. I don't yeah. think it is. Like people can be content. Like you might build a house that is I don't even know house styles, okay? But Me maybe either. it's like a triangle or something. I don't, even, <laughs> yeah. I don't even clearly. I am not a carpenter, and I might build one that's a square. Yep, but. If everyone says the only way to be a real man is to make a square or a triangle and you make something different, it's hard not to beat yourself up. Or in your case, they're all swimming and it's a good place they're swimming to. Yep. And here, I'm not saying I'm not going to end up where they're going, but I'm like, I'm kind of curious what's over here by this stream. Yeah, so you start going the yeah. other way. Yeah, and then I'm like, I'm just going to take this little rivulet and maybe it's going to lead back to where they're going. But it's like I get caught up in that and this is not their fault because – People are allowed to have their own opinions and, and yes. share, and I want that. That's how we grow, right? But somehow in the, in the, I become kind of bitter at times because I'm like, I subconsciously am now judging myself based on this, whether that's the kind of you know, guy I am, the kind of dad I am, the kind of whatever. And it's like, yeah. dude, that's hard because I promise you guys, like sometimes if I could be, like what they're wanting, I probably would, but like I literally can't. And the more I try, the worse person I become. Do you get what I mean? Is yeah. Because, I mean, do you think no, people that don't know me are going to get what I'm saying? Right I now? think so. And and because so. it's like it's like you're trying to you know those little toys, those little kid toys where it has the different shapes. Yeah. It's like yeah. you are a you are a you are a cube, and they're trying to put me in a square or something. Yes. Yeah. Wait, that is right. a square. <laughs> a circle. <laughs> I agree. He doesn't get that. Yeah. Like, like the circle. They're trying to shove you into the circle. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm a cube. I need to go through the cube. You know, like that's a hundred. And no wonder it, it it's, it, that's why it can hurt. That's why it can, it's, it's uncomfortable because they're trying to shove you through this thing. It's like, that's not what I am. Yeah. And I hope I'm not coming off as holier than now because I'm not saying that like, I'm the only one that's really going something different because if, if anything, you're backing the Bible about us being a body and we're different. Yeah. Th- thank you, dude. Yes. <laughs> if we're all a bunch of like, you certainly need the guys that build square houses. Yep. Because it. if everybody was over here, what I'm doing, trying to make some kind of strange new shape that doesn't exist, we're probably not going to have a place to live. You know what I mean? Exactly. But it's hard for people. In a weird way, it kind of relates to what you're feeling. Because sometimes I think you, you might, when I think about our conversations off camera and even when we kind of alluded to, you feel that way too. I do. Of like, I'm supposed to be this way and you're not, and it makes mm-hmm. you feel sad. 100%. And, and, and when I think about my life, I've never been that way. I've never had that mindset ever. But I almost find myself almost wishing it. Me, because, I, dude, I, I think the same thing all the time. Because I'm like, but at least it'd be easier. And, and I, people I leave would, me alone. Exactly. But, and listen, some of the stuff, the ways they're going, like, like some of my ways, 
like they are sinful probably, right? And I need to change them or they're rebellious. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. But again, just because I'm building a house different than you doesn't mean that my house isn't a good house. And yes. sometimes I feel like I, and that's not their fault even. Some people are just mean. But I, it's, I'm taking responsibility because I need to remember that God made me to be who I am. And even the perfectly sanctified Todd, meaning the perfect someday who I'm going to be, right, when this sinful nature is gone, is not going to look like either one of you guys. And it's not going to look like, our, you know, our friend Tim, you know, yep. or anything else. And I guess I'll just be really real. And maybe this is too real. You know, Tim's a great example. We love him a lot. He's Absolutely. an awesome man. And his story, I don't want to tell it. So maybe don't he's an incredible story. He does. He's man. such Very a success cool story. story, dude. And I have so much admiration for him. He is truly my brother, one of my best friends. You know, he'll probably listen to this. I love you a lot, Tim. He knows that. And I think you'll be okay with this because this puts pressure on him. Let's just take people in our church. Yep. And this is going to offend a lot of people probably. But, hey, we're already here. Because this is more we're for people here. outside. It's really sad because, like, he... He is who he is, right? Mm-hmm. And I think of, like, women in our church, okay? And even some of the guys. Because he's successful, and mm-hmm. he is, and he's very gifted and talented in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. Because he is, a lot of other people tend to think that if we aren't like him, okay, in certain areas, though, not all areas, not if all, we're not like true. him and we're not exactly doing the things he does— then we are not good men of God, or we're not good boyfriends, not good husbands, not good fathers, or whatever, right? He's become this creepy, like, fantasized version of what a man is in a marriage. And you know what's really sad, and people don't know in this church, is that's put an unbelievable amount of pressure on him and his marriage, because Mm -hmm. guess what? He's a human, too. Yeah, And he doesn't want to be this, because he knows that this version that they're trying to compare everyone to isn't even real. Yep. Right? Because we know him really well. We know he's not like that. Sure. He's not a dude that's like, you all have to be. He would tell you, I guarantee you, it's what I love about him. He'll come and sit down. And by the world, he is so successful and so cool and Mm -hmm. smart and just a brilliant guy. I love him a lot. But he would sit here and tell you that the world needs people like us. He would would tell you that 100%. Definitely. He would tell you that, and I'm not saying this to toot my own horn. I'm saying it because I know he said it, and it's crazy to think. This dude, I, I wish I could, I don't want to say, he's very successful by the world yeah. standards. And he'd tell you that, like, dude, I'm very thankful for Todd because he's helped me become a better man. But if you went by a lot of the other people, they don't believe that. No. There was someone in this church at one time, so not just one person, many people. So I don't want to pick on a person because yeah. Jet was more than one person. Because of his personality, and this kind of goes back to our sadness. Well, he must do everything. And I, and I just show up and, like and kind of just walk around and talk, mm-hmm. you know, and then I go back away. And you feel that way, too. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's a tech wizard. Absolutely. Right? So sometimes, like, you might even do work. People don't know it's you, right? He would say it is. People don't know it's you. They think he did it. And then it's weird because, again, he's carrying all this pressure all the time to have to be perfect, to have mm-hmm. to measure up to what people are putting on him. Yep. And at the same time, you and I are sitting here going, mm-hmm. so it's just an example of these expectations that get put on people. Yeah, dude. And I like what you said about, like, how he's human too, right? Because, like, it doesn't matter – it doesn't always matter what you what you even know. Yeah. When that is when that pressure's on you, you still find yourself somehow trying to keep up with it. Exactly. Even if he's not putting it on you no. at all, because he wouldn't. No, because somehow, some way, be, like you said, because we are humans, you feel that pressure, and all of a sudden, like you find yourself just trying to keep up with that standard that's not even real. You know what's funny? And then he's having to keep up with a standard 
because the standard that, that standard isn't even him. No, you it's not. Saying? It's and actually well, you know, ahead of him. Playing a character of yourself, exactly. you don't even understand what's going on, a, and, and then you lose touch with yourself. You lose yourself, and it's just not fair to anyone. No, not at all. Because I like what you mentioned earlier, bringing up scripture that you know the church Christianity, we're all compared to a body, you mm-hmm. know. And Paul says that. What would you? And I'm going to paraphrase. But Paul kind of gives the analogy even of this, like, well, what would you do if you, all you had was feet? Yes. What would you do if all you had was arms? You know, what would you do if all you had were the legs? Like, yep. even the smallest part of the body that the world looks on with shame is treated with. Um, honor, more honor, right? Like he's talking about our private areas. Actually, mm-hmm. he's like, listen, at the beginning of the day, when you're walking around, that doesn't always need like get looked at, but it gets treated with honor. Yep. Are you, and I always think of this: if you had your pinky toe chopped off today, if you don't think that's going to affect the rest of your body for the rest of your life, you're crazy. You're exactly. You have to have a pinky toe. It's yep. important, and you don't realize how important it is till it's gone. Man, yes, you and know? it's so important that people stop looking at like. Like quit comparing, mm-hmm. because like pick your part of the body and 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 run with it. Like that can be, and that can be in anything. That can be in like a professional setting. That can be in relationships with like your significant other. Like you've picked that part of the body, and and you need to like love that. Like quit quit comparing because like you might be thinking like, well, you know, I'm dating a finger, but I'm comparing this finger to to a an arm. It's different. Dude, that's so true. And you know what just came to my mind, and I didn't think of this before. What's really sad is sometimes the traits that they are comparing to isn't even Jesus. Mm. Okay, so stay with me. It's not that I'm not saying Tim's not like Christ. What I'm saying is they're not even necessarily comparing it to the parts of him that are like Christ. They're comparing it to just like the areas that there's freedom in, right? Like, so let's use Tim. Let's mm. say, but I hope he's okay with this. Let's say that like he's a guy who builds a perfect... Uh, five-bedroom home. Yeah. Right? Let's just use that. Now, again, that's a nice house. Absolutely. Could there be three-bedroom homes as nice as his? Definitely. Could there be 14-bedroom homes not as nice? Yes. So, But the thing is, if the only thing you're judging on whether something's a nice house is if it looks exactly like his five-bedroom house, well, that's what a Christian man is. Even though Jesus is like, I don't really care. Let's just give this an example. I just want you guys to build a house. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, now we've made only one way the right way. Now, here's where it gets creepy. Is that not what the Pharisees did? 100%. Did they not just start saying, if you want to be like God, it has to be exactly like this? this. Yep. And it's not, because we should be compared to Jesus. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be held accountable. I'm just saying, we're not, you know, people put expectations on us. We put expectations on ourselves, mm-hmm. And it's like, it leads to all that stuff. Man. Um, because good, dude. I try to tell myself all the time, like, man, you know, no, the world would be screwed if there was a bunch of Todds. Just bunch. If everybody was just me, it'd be a pure chaos. <laughs> However, I think I have a place in the kingdom too. And I think one of the most beautiful things is when people different than you, so like Tim, and so I love him, I guarantee you Tim would say the same thing about me. And I say that humbly because it's crazy. He, he would literally say, I couldn't do this without Todd. Mm. This wouldn't, you know. But all the people around maybe would be like, oh, no, he, of course he could. You get what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's really so, good, man. And then you end up just, and, and again, I'm just using him. It could be, because the Tim they're comparing isn't even him. That's what I'm trying to say. Exactly. It's this made-up version, you know? Yes, and then you're just, and then it's so weird because then no one actually even knows each other. Mm-mm. And then, like, we're just comparing each other to these weird characters that we've created of who we think everybody is. Or should be. Or should be. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. 
So that's kind of where I've been. I know this guy's has been a deeper episode, maybe, or but we just I just felt like being honest. Oh, that's good, man. This is a great <clears throat> conversation. I love it. Last but not least, I'm dealing with some family stuff, man, and I, I really wrestle sometimes with how real to be about this stuff mm-hmm. because and fun turns kind of smile. He knows this. It's something you guys know, and we've all talked about. Um, we live in a fallen, broken world. Yep. The best people. One of the things that makes it the hardest for me, and I don't even like saying her name very much, and, and it's not in case anyone knows, why doesn't Todd talk about her a lot? Because I just try to protect her from my life, and I'm talking about Daisy. Yeah. Like, I try to protect her because I'm about to cry, because people are so mean to mm-hmm. me that I never want it to spill on her, ever, because then it'll make me you know, homicidal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, <clears throat> dang it, now I forgot what I was saying, because I got all emotional thinking about that. What, what was I saying before that? Oh, family. Yep. I know I'm going to hurt her, and I love her more than anything in the world. I know I'm going to put wounds on her, you know, unintentionally, and maybe sometimes intentionally because I'm a sinful, broken man. And the best I can do is hope that when she thinks of me, she doesn't think about all those, right, as as often as she thinks about the good. So I say that. I don't want to get so emotional. I say that because I don't want anyone to ever feel shame. And And we are to honor our parents and honor our, you know, all that. It's a strange thing, though. And this is like getting really real. And I'm, I'm almost like wondering as I say it if I'm going to have you edit this out. I don't know. If I don't, then just, just know. you assume I didn't. Um, it's hard to come to grips with things that happen sometimes when you're growing up or when you are younger, right? <clears throat> because when you're an adult, you can see how people can do things they do because you realize your own hurts and how they can lead like there's times that i have hurt you guys yeah out of my hurt yeah right and if that's all you judged me on we wouldn't be talking no you know no um so i'm processing as i get older and i have and i have a daughter and i'm getting so emotional i so desperately want to be a good father you know um man i'm getting emotional i don't know but part of that is like coming to grips with stuff that like Happen to your to you, right? And trying to understand how coming to grips with that and recognizing, um, recognizing that you have to forgive, mm. and and also understanding that people are people. Yeah, man. So let's just say my family. I have some family members that hurt me growing up. Right? It doesn't matter. I know. They love me, and there's so much about them that I love. So much, dude. You guys know this. I talk pretty good about my family. I'm so proud and so thankful. I would not be who I am. I mean this without my family. Yeah. I wouldn't. I would not be who I am. There's not a chance in the world. They taught me so much about, like, loving people and unselfishness and a lot of things. But it's coming to grips with, like, how things affect you as you get older. And, like... How do you come to grips with that without hating, without becoming a victim, without becoming a martyr, um, without disparaging someone or dishonoring someone in your life, you know, that you love? Hmm. And the only reason I'm even talking about this and I struggle so much is because I know there's people out there that feel that, that feel guilty both ways. I, I, I'm, if, you, if you're one of those people, you know what I'm saying. You know, you may love a family member. It could be an uncle. It doesn't matter. And you love them a lot. And you see 
they have so much good that outweighs the bad. And you, you, there's so much good that you don't even want to think about that bad because you feel guilty because you don't want them to feel bad. Does that make sense what yep. I'm saying? But at the same time, you can't ignore exactly what's inside of you. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like, you know, I always say it's kind of a corny saying. If you, if you want God to heal it, you got to reveal it. Yep. And it's a lot harder. It'd be easy to hate. Cause we, but we all hate each other all the time, right? Because mm-hmm. like, I've hurt my family so bad, dude. Like, you know, my, my parents and siblings, and I've done a lot to hurt them. Hmm. And as an adult man, and I'm so sorry, guys, that this show's weird today. I love it. It's great. I, I, so. I've come to this place, man, where, like, I'm a grown man. You know, that, God, dude, this is so weird that I'm being emotional right now. I'm not entirely sure why. Um... To be a grown man who has a daughter, and when you have that, it opens you up to areas that, like, you've ignored. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it reveal. You just talked about revealing stuff. Yeah. yeah, and it's dug up because, for me, um, there's so many things that, like... I want to, um, man, I hate this. This is not me, and this is making me so mad. Now I'm being emotional, kind of, because I don't know why. Um, but the, it, it reveals stuff because now you have this person, and, and you become, it's so funny because I become very aware that no matter how much I love her, that times I do things selfish. You know what I'm saying? That I do selfish things, or mm. I do sinful things, and then that scares me. You know, am I, how am I going to hurt her mm. growing up? I don't want to, but I know that I probably will. There's going to be some time that I get selfish or some time that I act out of my own desires, you know? Hmm. So on the one hand, I understand my family more. Family. Yeah. But on the other hand, it brings up questions that Hmm. are hard for me to deal with because some things I don't understand. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So even this episode, I, I, I never want to seem like I'm whining. And I love my family. That's why I don't talk about it a lot. And I'm so proud of them. So proud of them. That's why I'm not giving any specific names. It doesn't matter. But how do you move on? How do you heal that? How do you, mm. how do you come to grips with the fact you're a grown man still affected by things, you know? And really good. I hate our modern culture that's so wussy. You guys know this. That, like, wants to let themselves be defined by their struggles, because hmm. I don't want to add to that story. Do you know what I mean? We talked about this in Real Talk a co- like a year or two ago about how like it's almost glorified to have yeah. a hard life. Mm-hmm. And I listen, I didn't have a hard life compared. I know some dudes in our church yep. that had it way worse than me, okay? And I didn't really have it that bad as far as my life. Excuse me. I had way more. I had everything I needed and most of what I wanted. Yep. So when I, there's no complaint there. I get it. But I'm just in that place, man, you know? And I know you are too. All of us kind of are. And it's like, why is that happening? I don't want to be that freaking millennial who is whining about, you know, so-and-so happening to me. But you guys know my story, some of it. And I'm also smart enough to go, I guess it's less about what happened to me and more about how I live my life out of it. And how I need to like be, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sometimes the best way to describe it is I tell you guys, and I've never said this on camera, I don't think. Sometimes I feel like, and I'll cry when I hate saying this, there's something in me broken. Mm-hmm. Like genuinely. Some like, 
Like if it's a, there's some piece broken that a lot of other people have that I don't have, and I'm aware of it. So let's just say the way I look at family. Yeah, yeah. I have to try to do certain things. You guys know that. Yeah. Like, it's not natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sucks, you know? Because it's a constant battle then hmm. to be that. what's healthy. Yeah. Because, listen, is there's, I mean, I'm, I know it probably sounds so, um, I'm trying not to be mysterious, and I'm trying to, but I also want to honor people. You yeah, know? I understand. I guess I'm seeing that more for the people out there. And yeah. I'm sorry if this is weird, but I'm trying to relate because I think there's people out there that probably feel this way. And it's like, what do I do with it? How do I, how do I give, oh man, how do I give my daughter something that I don't have? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I get it, dude. I th- hmm. <clears throat> because it's, it's, and I have to find it. I have to find this piece or at least a way to give it because I don't want her part to be broken off. You, and I know I'm not going to do to her, like, which, certain things that happen to me. That's the but, wounds you're talking about yeah, that you don't but like, hand down. It's not so much what happened to me. It's what came from that. So, yeah. for instance, the lie that, like, I'm so independent. You guys know that. To a fault. To a fault, guys. And I confess that. I'm like, I do my own thing. I don't need anyone. That's my natural, like, that's not healthy, though. And I'm going to end up teaching that to, like, sometimes I even feel bad that you guys, that I've maybe poured that into you. Hmm. So anyway, this feels like a bunch of whining, and I'm no, really man. sorry. It's not whining. But I just want you guys to know out there that if you're in that place, it's okay. And um, not acknowledging it is just as bad, I think, as you know, using it to fuel hate. Yeah. Because it still isn't leading to a healthy place, and God wants us to deal with that stuff, right? It's- I think that's that really good, hundred percent, man. What it made me think of is that I think that the world tries to teach us to forgive, like like the the whole like forgive and forget, and maybe that's what and that's what kept coming to my mind is almost like this whole idea of forgive and forget. But Christ and like following the Bible like doesn't really tell you that. Like it tells you to forgive people, but like there's also like you don't want to forget because that is what can lead you to like like you said this. There's this broken part inside of you that like you don't. You, you're like, I can't, I don't know what to do with this, and I don't want to, like, pass this on. But I think that in the absence of when you when you forget, when you do this whole forgive and forget thing, that's I think that's where it's born in because, like, you've never given it a chance to heal fully. Yeah, because you, know you can't forget it. Like, you, you, you can tell yourself you do, but it's like having a splinter. Exactly. It's still there. Uh-huh. And so it's like what it made me think of is, like, and, again, I don't have the answers. I don't know how this works, <laughs> but, like, you know, I think about like you forgive, but then you don't forget. You mm-hmm. adapt, or you. Well, and it's I, a constant I, choice. You know, forgiveness is not a feeling, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's the other thing. Like you're waiting. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, well, I'm waiting. I know I'll be healed when this doesn't hurt anymore, dude. It may hurt forever. Yep. How do you love despite that? And the other thing is, it gives me. Here's a positive. It gives me understanding. For my family sometimes because I know what they went through. Forgive and remember. You get what I'm saying? Oh, that's a good way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. What you're kind of saying, like like remembering all that. Where they came from. Yes. And like, you know, that's what's so cool about my family in general, my my immediate family. If I told you a story, dude, it's like a movie. They, I mean, they, I've worked with youth and stuff. I mean, it's, they're just, my whole family's a bunch of statistic breakers. You know, that's just what they are. And, uh. So, 
it's just, I guess it's not even about family as much as it's about how, learning how to heal mm-hmm. and not spread wounds to the next, the next person. It's good, know? man. But you got to be aware of that. And for me, <clears throat> it's really hard. For, it feels very weak. Like I said, I despise the culture we live in that wants to say, I was spanked once and so I was abused and my family hurt me and now I'm in therapy for trauma from like being spanked once. Yep. And, then, and then that's another negative that comes. I'm kind of like, sometimes I'm like, okay, whatever, dude. I don't want to add to that. And that's certainly not my story, right? I mean, but, but I mean, that's also a lie that can tell you, like, it, it kind of buys into the same thing I told you guys of like, well, I don't need anything. I'm, I'm tough. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, sometimes that mentality, which in turn, if I don't acknowledge it, like you said, and I don't, I am going to spread that to some yep. capacity. Because yeah. my daughter is going to say, well, a man... A real man is a guy who doesn't need anyone or anything, and that's that's the epitome of it. And that I don't want her. And to you think know that's that. not the truth. Yeah, though. and I don't yeah. want that for her. Yep. Because that's not that's a lonely existence, right? It is. She she oh, ends yeah. up marrying a dude who's like just emotionally distant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hmm. interesting stuff, man. Yeah, a lot of rambling today. Sorry, guys. No, man, it's so good. I, I love this episode, and it's just it's just raw, dude. And I think that you know, there's so much to take from it. I don't know. Man. Do you guys relate to that out there? I mean, is there anything you guys? You know, I don't know if we get a lot of comments anymore. I'm I'm on a bit of a social media like mm-hmm. break right now, but you know, I don't know if we get comments anymore. We on get Facebook. comments. Do we yeah. respond to them? Yep. Okay. Good. Yeah. So you know, if you guys hear listen to the show and you've ever experienced that, or you know, you're in a place of hurt, you know, is that where you're at? How did you learn? to move forward, you know, uh, are you still in that journey? Um, did this encourage you at all? You know, we, we, um, we probably, I was thinking we probably don't talk as much about that sometimes, like the real stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we say we do. It's real talk. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of questions too to get to, but yeah. Um, that's kind of where I'm at, dude. So it's a weird place, man. It's a weird place to be. Life is, uh, it's very surreal. Yes. Um, very, very surreal. Hmm. And, but here's the thing. We can sit here and ponder it, ponder how short it is, ponder how strange it is, ponder whether or not we're success, ponder, but guess what? Um, the beat goes on. Like, yep. it's it gonna, stop. it's, so we either learn to enjoy the ride and take the joy out of it, or we sit around and think about the fact of how short the ride is. And if we do that, we're going to miss a whole it's, lot of stuff. Before we know it, it's over. Yeah. Phew, that's good, man. That's really good. Anyway, a lot of Todd voice. Sorry. No, man. Good no. stuff, dude. I love yeah. it. You guys want to answer a few questions? Uh, sure. I was going to say, I don't, I don't know how long we've even yeah, been running for. Let's no, just it's do been it. about an over an hour. That's all right. We can at least get a few. Okay. Because we got a lot of good questions, and I don't want to not answer those. So here they are the anonymous questions, shifting gears. Shifting. People asking about God, life, the Bible, and everything in between. AJ, number one, if you could know the exact date and time you would die, would you want to know? Why or why not? Interesting, based on what I, we just said. I know. It's so crazy. So, if you could know the exact date and time you would die, would you want to know? Why or why not? I would not, because then I would just be anxious about that time coming, and I wouldn't do anything. I already know myself. I would be sitting there going, man, the day, the time is counting down, and I, I'd probably be like, literally what you just said. I'd be more focused on that than the ride of getting there. Mm. I would be. So, no, I would not want to. I'd, I'd, I'd try to figure out how not to die. <laughs> Which I, uh, would be also anxiety. <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like I'd have a lot of moments of 
being excited and being like living life and going like, yeah, I'm going to live life. But then I'd also have a long period of time where I would try to become immortal um, mm. <laughs> or live past that date. And I don't think that's healthy either. That's hmm. you, TB. Um, I definitely would not want to know. I, I mean, I no found way. part of my – first I was like, easy answer. I wouldn't know. But then I started going, hmm. But then I realized it was just what Clint's saying and I'm like somehow thinking – and, like, if it's literally knowing, like, I would, even if it was 30 years from now, I'd be going, well, 29.45, you know, that's how I see <laughs> Yep. So. Yeah. All right, you're up. All right, next question, it says, I'm actually going to hold this up so I can read it better. I work multiple jobs to make ends meet. Sometimes I miss out on things because I work two jobs. What's your advice on making sure I'm providing for my family, but also making sure I'm giving the time my family needs, but, but also that I need so that I can recharge? Honestly, man, I think it's kind of tied to what we talked about in the show of, like, are you holding yourself to some kind of standard that's unrealistic? Hmm. So, and I like that it's pretty cool that you're aware enough to say, I need time, too, because here's the truth. An unhealthy you is going to be an unhealthy husband, an unhealthy dad, assuming you have kids, an unhealthy anything, or, yeah. or mother, right, if you're a woman. It's going to be, you're going to be unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So, um I think the biggest thing is communication. So if you're missing things, it's letting your family know. Let's say you have kids, because I'm assuming you did because you say family. Yeah. Letting your the, your kids know how much you want to be there. Making a big deal about hearing all about it when you're there, right? So like, hey, how was the how was the game? You know, I can't wait to see it. Did you tape it? I, hey, I watched the, you know, making that, letting them know that you love them. And then taking the time to explain things like, hey, you know why mom or dad had to miss that? You know what I'm trying to do? You know, I'm looking forward to, I don't want to. And helping them understand because it's preparing them for life, too. That's really good. Um, I also think it's good to put boundaries around work. <clears throat> so I'm kind of cold-blooded when it comes to jobs. I'm sorry if you're an employer out there. At the end of the day, a, co- a company's going to fire you in a heartbeat if it saves them a dime. Truth. I don't have a lot of loyalty to companies. Sorry, company out there. I don't know if this will haunt me someday if I ever need to get another. But, like, I will do a good job, <clears throat> but I know you will fire me if it okay. co- saves you money. So. Mm-hmm. I will do my job, and I will do it to the best of my ability, but I'm also not going to let you invade and take free time from me, meaning, oh, can you just stay an extra 15 minutes to do X, Y, Z? I might do that once, but the second time, like, no, I'm not going to do that. You're not paying me extra for that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that. Um, I also think it's okay to say, hey, you know, I have to leave at this time. Stop letting – we have this weird culture in America, and again, in Christianity, a little stronger, where we give way too much power to our employers – it's so good, just man. communicating with them too and saying some, you know, making the re- making sure you're there for the really important things, for everything you can be there for. And as far as making time for yourself, quit feeling guilty if you want to work out or you need to breathe or read a book or and again, I hate to to shamelessly plug, but I actually think this past week's message kind of applies to that too. It's really good, man. Of being your purpose. So, I get it. I'm also really really busy. I hate that phrase as you guys know, busy. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm not saying I've mastered that. But I do think it's important to let people, your family, know why you're doing it, check on them, make the most of the time you do have, um, et cetera. Does that seem to give at least Absolutely. some direction? Okay. Definitely. Great question. Very, very uh, self-aware. Mm-hmm. Let us know if any of that helps. Number two, is it wrong to pray for materialistic things? I truly believe God is in control and his plan is his plan. But is it wrong to do that, meaning pray for materialistic mm, things? That would, no. I assume, money and cars. I, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily wrong, but I, th- I would encourage you to also just, like, be mindful of where your heart's at and why you want it. 
Um, you know, if you just want a nice, say you're praying for a nice car because you want to look cool to this girl, like that's not a good reason to want a nice car. <laughs> like, you know, I think that, you know, now, you know, say you just, I don't know, maybe you just love cars and like, you know, Lord, I'd love to have my dream car. Like, that's cool. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just all the heart and reason why you want it. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think so either. Jesus, the, the Bible tells us to um, pray for all things. You know, Jesus says, um, ask, seek, knock, um, come to your, you know, he gives an analogy of an old lady going to a judge, knocking on the door at the middle of the night. If an evil man will finally answer her just to get rid of her, you're good, a good father who loves you is, is not even going to make you do that. So mm. Paul talks about bringing your prayers and petitions in all things before, right? And I like what you said. You know, you can pray for those things. What's your heart behind it? God's going to know that. Are you wanting yep. it because it's an identity? Are you wanting it because you need the money and then trusting him to come through? Because it's not going to be wrong to ask for that. No. We've all done that. And I think it goes back to knowing he's your father. Are you going to beat your kid up for asking for a new toy, even if you say no? All right? Or your nephew or niece or friend, whatever. Nope. So great question. It's, it's, I love what you said about it. It's the heart behind it. Absolutely. Um, I think you're up. Next question. Do you know anything about the Book of Mormon? What is, quote, wrong about it? I had some Mormons come to my door the other day, and I realized I don't know much about it. Yes, I do, and that's going to take longer than I have to tell you. So, fun turn, can you save this question for next week or maybe even tonight on live? Because I know we're perfect going, but uh, it's not going to be popular. But I will tell you, um, Mormons are not a domination of Christianity. Okay, Mm. I'm just going to tell you that right now. They would argue with me, but, I mean, it's it's pretty clear. Mm. Um, so they have another book, the Book of Mormon, that they, you know, they say they read the Bible. It has been changed slightly. They have their own, their own, um, version. Uh, yes, there's a lot of views that are not in line with, um, what's the word I want to, uh, not traditional because that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, I guess I don't want to eat true Christianity. Yeah. And it branches off. And a lot of times, you know, they'll say the name Jesus and they have some, but it's not, it's not, did Jesus say no? So one of the, the main parts that they have, and this isn't necessarily, is they say that Jesus came to North America, right? And the Book of Mormon talks all about this. So I'm willing to talk, dive into this. I mean, I offend everyone anyway, but it's the truth. And I'm glad you said that. So when they come and talk to you a lot of times, it doesn't mean they're evil people. Um, they're going to sit down and... Here's the crazy thing about Mormons. They do a better job of evangelism and tangibly loving people than a lot of Christians. It's true, I mean, man. they just do. They will come, and I've heard it, mow people's lawns and give them money and just take care of people. They do that. Yeah. And I think for a lot of the Mormons, it's coming from a good place. Like, they really want to do that. Agreed. So um, I don't think they're evil people. I think that they are misled. And, um, you know, we have a lot to learn from them as far as how they approach tangibly loving people and going door to door and they really do that and i think about all the time it's crazy to me that we as churches don't do that you know um so anyway they would argue with me doesn't mean i hate them i know some really kind loving mormon people um but yeah it's definitely different than christianity yeah Um, there's differences so we can talk about that later i'll definitely go into it's just it would take too much time right got you uh, I can. We can even maybe put up a graph to show you the differences, and, and you can make that decision yourself. We'll try mm-hmm. to do that. Maybe even tonight. Okay. So, all right. Well, did you? Oh, nice. You colored that already. AJ. Yes. If you could ask God any one question that you wanted, what would it be? 
That's a tough question to answer. Um, I'd probably ask him, what is the meaning of all this? Like what? Like what? Like what? Like what is the meaning of everything I've went through? Because mm. I know I don't always see it. So that'd probably be mine. Pretty powerful, man. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if you guys have anything on that, but it's it's a tough question. I would say, God, why are there vampire myths all around the world? What that's, what were they really basing that on? That's a good question, dude. Because. <laughs> Vampire's real? I don't know. Tune in next week. No, everything's colored. All right. Um, oh on, our, on our notes here. Oh, I see that. Okay. Yeah, where are we at here? Oh, it's I my turn, isn't it? Yeah. I'm a dreamer, and there are times I get, way, I get weighed down. I forget to dream. I, uh, I forget the dreams are... Oh, I forget the dreams I already had. What is a dream you may have lost sight of or, or got back to seeing again? How do we not become so wrapped up in life that we forget to dream? Sorry about the terrible reading. Um, I'm a dreamer. Many times I get way down from a dreamer. Or forget dreams are hell. Or back. Okay. Okay. So you're asking me, what is a dream you have? Lo- you may have lost sight of or got back to seeing again. Yep. Well, I think for me, I mean, the definitely <laughs> uh, all of this that I'm doing, hmm. um, the dream of making an, an impact for the kingdom, reaching the people who feel like they're not good enough for Christ, and hmm. and and being able to see how this dream has come to fruition in some ways. I mean, it's crazy if you think about the church that sponsors this place, this show. Yes, man. I can lose sight of it and it just becomes like a, another thing. Agreed. And when I do that, I lose I lose kind of passion and hope and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's, uh, that's definitely one that I have that I tend to lose sight of. That's good, man. I love that. And I, I would 100% agree with you on that. Like, anything I'm doing now, man, I lose sight of it so often. I just let the I let the stresses of life dictate that. And, like, as far as, like, other ones that, like, I don't know if I'd, I don't know. I guess you could call them, quote, dreams that I've forgotten about. But also, in a way, I've kind of let go. It's, like, music in a way. Like, you know, I dreamed of always, like, going on a tour and, like, going across America and playing, like, little, like, dive bars and, like, telling people about Jesus. Like, that'd be cool. I just, I don't know, that's that's one of those things where, like, that's, I've kind of forgotten about that dream. Um, yeah, that's probably the one. Yeah, and you know what's cool, though, dude? You actually mix music every week. That's true, that's though. So weird, I, I do mix it? music Like, there was week. still a purpose for it. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Anyway, um, the other question you said is how do we get so wrapped up in life? I think it has to do, kind of cool, man, about what we talked about earlier, these standards. We're trying to measure up to <clears throat> mature, realistic adults. And so we sort of lose... <laughs> You know, people tell you the. I really believe this. Most people don't want dreams to quote be realistic because it reminds them of the ones they let die in their own lives. So they're going to tell you things aren't possible because if if your dream is possible, then it's a it's a reminder that theirs was too. Mm. And people don't want to face that sometimes. Nope. So we get caught up in that. So anyway, that's my thoughts. Awesome. I think we can probably do maybe one more here. Okay. Um, Todd and AJ. <laughs> I know this old guy who is willing to give you a tour of the place where he grew up. It could be fun. Actually, it could be fun. Excited. He's excited. It could be fun. It's only seven minutes from church. Interested. Absolutely. You know, that's one thing, man. Like, I, listen, I have a little quick story. I literally, last time I went to my hometown, went into my old home. I knocked on the guy's door. That's a cool story, actually. I literally, because I've thought about doing it so many times, and I finally said, I'm doing it. 
I got in my car and knocked on this guy's door. The, this is the house I grew up in. And I, I told him, hey, this is where I grew up. And he let me come in and look at the house for like five minutes. And it was so cool because I got to just relive my entire childhood for five minutes. It's really cool. And so, like, I am so down because, like, the the sentimental p- person in me is like, I'm in. Because I understand that feeling of wanting to show people your life. So, I'm in. Uh, yeah, man. I love walks. Did it say property or woods? I didn't even want to say. Um, just the place. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. Um, I would love to. Just assuming you're not a guy who's going to kill us in the yeah, woods. Yeah, the question is, is who are you? We don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think you you can go one more, and then there's a lot of good ones today. Okay. Um, I tend to think of myself as a pretty uh, driven person, but I also get discouraged sometimes, and my effort level isn't always there during those times. Does that mean I'm not a driven person? Uh, no. Um, I'm a driven person, too, so I get it. I think – so your effort level's not there. I th- it doesn't – I don't know you. That's a hard question to answer. Yeah. Um, I think that driven people, with the difference between it, of course they're going to get discouraged. Of course they're going to have moments when they kind of fall, the effort level. Is it do you get back up and continue to move, or do you make excuses for why you don't need to keep moving? And that's I good, think that's man. the biggest one. And, and again, sometimes driven, by the way, can be a negative trait because <laughs> you can, quote, drive over people. But I, I'm a big – you know, I love – sounds awesome that you're a driven person. Um, I would encourage you – no, it doesn't mean – you're not driven. You just got to get back up and keep moving and get that effort going the best you can. And understanding sometimes it's like you only have so much gas in the tank. So sometimes you can go 100 miles an hour for, for a week, and yep. sometimes you can only go 20 for three days, right? It's just when you, you got to stop, do you keep do you get back on the road? That's and I good. think that's important. So hopefully that encourages you. All right. Hey, good show today. I love it. a lot man. of questions. We're still going to answer them. Don't give up. All right. Hey, you got anything to say? I love you guys. Thank you so much for watching the show. I know it's a longer one today, but man, it's so worth it. Share it with a friend, uh, comment. We will respond. Um, other than that, I just love you guys. Thank you. Fun turn. All right, the spicy Italians back, yeah. So we're coming back up in here, and uh, you know, we we really need more people to put reviews on our stuff, and we would really appreciate it if you would go over to Spotify, Apple Podcast, and anything else, and put us a five star review, and give us a little blub. Of things you like in life, just things that are fun, it, or or your favorite type of soda. I I just anything. Or you can give us a heartfelt method met, method hey, give message. Us a method man. That would also help us. It would make us feel loved and appreciated. But you don't have to. You can just put your favorite soda, something fun, your favorite type of sandwich. Spicy Italian's the best. Anyways, <laughs> at the end of the day, that's just what we would like you to do. Uh, if you don't got nothing nice to say, keep on walking. Keep on doing it. Get down. Go. Go away. You know, your mama was right. If you don't got nothing nice to say, don't say it. You okay? To just keep it to yourself. You don't have to. You don't have to talk about it. You can just go down the street and leave me alone. And leave us alone. All right, Tony. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. Hey, love you guys. Appreciate you. Hey, don't forget to tune in to Real Talk Live next Tuesday. Unless we end up voting it for Thursday. Tuesday at <laughs> probably somewhere between 8.30 and 9.30. I'll talk to you about that later. Um, yeah. It's another opportunity to interact live and in the moment. It's a little fun, a little silly, a little goofy, a little goofy. nice, whatever. So just hop on in. Um, we love you guys so much. Hey, don't get discouraged if you're having a time in life that seems a little down. You know, God is so good that even in the valleys, he's there. We keep walking, and it's only in, it's inevitable that we're going to come back up on the top. So um, that's life. 
And faith is, are you willing to walk through those times and trust even when you can't see what's around the next bend? And I struggle with that too. Mm. But God is good and you cling to who he is. He's good and he loves you. Hey, God loves you right now. I don't care if you're an addict. I don't care if you're on drugs. I don't care if you're an alcoholic. I don't care if you're on the streets. I don't care if you're in jail. Listen, God wants to have a relationship with you right now where you're at. If you were on death row and you're never getting out of prison, Jesus, God still wants to have a relationship with you. It is never too late to turn to him. Um, that's a fact. So, uh, you know, you owe it to yourself to to live out of the, the real purpose you were made in this life, which is to have a relationship with God and to love people and display uh, his glory to this world. And guess what? There's a, there's a quote by St. Saint, Irenaeus. Saint he's called a saint. Um, the glory of God is man fully alive. And I want to leave that with you guys today. It kind of goes with the tone of this. The glory of God is man fully alive. God is most glorified when you are living your life um, fully and for his glory. So hope you guys have a great day. God bless you.